What's up, ladies and gents? Happy Tuesday to you. Hope this Tuesday finds you doing well, even if it's uh, 6 a.m. and Jeremy Daniel. I don't know what time you wake up, dude, but you wake up early and listen to the podcast like at 6 a.m., so kudos to you, buddy. Um, this episode is brought to you by LMK Productions. Be sure to check out the Pick 4 podcast with Mark Youngblood and Win, Loser, Ty, T-Y-E, uh, with Ty King. Having said that, let's move on with the show. Of course, you guys know you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I've had a couple people have given me what I wanted where they've uh, let me know some good ideas for podcasting ideas, some more guests. Chris obviously sent me a badass list that I've been trying to go through. More people, let me know. I know y'all are listening to the show. I want to hear what you like, hear what you don't like. Um, Let me know. Send me some text. Call me. Whatever. You know how to find me. Uh... In the studio tonight, we have a, a reoccurring guest, Mr. Mark Youngblood of the Pick Fours here to hang out and kind of be my color guy. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Do you have a clue what's going on tonight? No, but that's sort of where I operate best, right? Like, right. I, I just show up and uh, play along as we go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Let's see what's you never said. know. I text Mark, and I was like, man, this what I'm going to talk about today is something that people have been needing to hear because of from a previous podcast that I've been having people, I got to hear that fucking story, but it sounds way better. No matter what I talk about, if there's kind of the color analyst guy. So that's, (laughs) that's what you are, right? Support staff. Exactly. Yeah. I'll do play by play. You throw in the color. That's what I'm good at. So I, I don't remember which episode it was, but I brought up, um, a topic of essentially paranormal activity, something that went on in mine and my wife's, life uh fairly recently in the whole grand scheme of life that kind of changed us forever i am going to add an addendum that my wife told me i'm not allowed to talk about this inside of the rounds of our house and i told her that of course not i'll just go to mark's house and record on his here we are in the pink studios (laughs) we may have had a fib a little bit about what we're about to discuss well the unicorn's here for safety also so we're we're gonna (laughs) be okay god bless that unicorn yeah Look, the unicorn's even trying to tip us, bro. There Fake was five, five spots right here. <laughs> I wonder if Ramsey did that to bribe me. It's as real as the unicorn is. So, uh, I remember when I was probably, I had to have been somewhere between fifth to eighth grade, around in that time. A good friend of mine, Corey Miller, was telling me, I don't remember the whole story, it's irrelevant, but it was something about, like, oh my God, I swear that we saw a ghost, me and Bradley, when we were out playing this and that. And I was like, okay. You're stupid as shit, right? <laughs> and that was kind of like my first, uh, from what I remember, conversation about someone who claims they saw something. I don't know if it was outlined. I don't know if shit was moving where it shouldn't. I have no idea. But I remember thinking, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay? Um, never had any issues with it. I've really never met anybody with it. I've met plenty of people who are like, I don't even watch like the the conjuring movies and stuff like that because anything that has to do with uh conjuring what i say conjuring (laughs) just the (laughs) emphasis on the syllables there you go uh like i don't want to even go there because i don't want to mess with anything yeah it's like people don't don't want to invite exactly that trouble when people tell me that prior to a couple years ago like you're so obnoxious like clearly you just want attention right yeah so fast forward to October 2019. <clears throat> we go to 
Vegas with some good friends of our Mike uh, Brown and Misty Laxon. Um, Misty says, "I don't care what we do, but while we are there, we're gonna. I want to go to Zach Bagan's uh, haunted house museum. Okay, that sounds awesome. Zach Bagan's of Ghost Adventures, Ghost Adventures from, uh, Travel Channel. Yes, the very same. So he has a." It's an actual old mansion that they claim was haunted before he even opened it up to make it his museum. Uh, so, of course, that dude's going to buy this place. What better that, place than it's Vegas? In, it's in Vegas? It's in Vegas. It's uh, right off of Fremont Street. Okay. I thought it was, uh, like, I didn't know anything about it until mm-hmm. you started telling me this story when you came back. But I didn't uh, realize it was its own uh, building freestanding i thought it would would have been associated with one of the like hotels casino. yeah no it was like we actually did the research on her maybe they talked about it when we were there it was an actual house from way 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 back when and you could tell as you're torn it like it was a house there's bedrooms there's stairs <coughs> i don't know the story as to why it was haunted um so he buys it out a lot of what is in there is so when he goes if anybody's ever seen the show ghost is it ghost hunters his is Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Every time he does, whether it's something he's done on air or whether it's something that he's done to help people out, he always brings an artifact back to put it in this area. So any of, the, of y'all that have seen the Conjuring, Conjuring, which I now am confusing myself. Which one is it? The Conjuring. I'm confusing As if myself. You're conjuring the spirits. <laughs> okay, the Conjuring. That's what those that couple does. They always bring something back, right? Which is the room where, like, the Annabelle doll is and everything, okay? So he does the exact same thing. I guess it's just something that you do when you're in that realm of work. <clears throat> so Misty wants to go visit that. And I'm like, sure, what a blast that'll be. Let's go see some crazy shit. Um, but I was taunting the whole time. I started taunting probably three or four weeks before we go over text message to the four of us on, I'm going to bring as many evil spirits back to Lubbock as I possibly can. <laughs> okay. Keep in mind, this shit is so stupid. From a non-believer, right? Exactly. (laughs) And then, like, Mike texts or calls whatever. He's like, dude, I I don't mess with stuff like that. I'm not going to say shit. And then no one else said anything. Because Sandra didn't say anything. Missing didn't say anything. We're standing in line. Okay, wait. Before you get that far. Okay. You played baseball long enough. Yeah. I already know where this goes. Do you mess with baseball no. gods no you don't mess with the baseball okay. gods whenever you have certain like if you're on a winning streak you don't clean the jersey right. you wear your special socks i mean you're inviting stuff bad juju mm. i know i know so we're standing outside the line we've already paid they let like 10 to 15 people in at a time even when we're standing outside like we're <laughs> we're there we're at the honda mm. museum and i'm still being that jackass, not to the crowd, I'm not being obnoxious, but to the four of us, like, seriously, I'm going to fucking touch everything I can. I'm bringing the shit back, okay? This is so stupid. We're only here to make Misty happy because she's been a trooper for this trip, and this is the one thing that she cared about doing, okay? Having said that, <laughs> what, what happened later on will uh, forever haunt me. One of the hardest times of my life. Okay. Would you like to hear what happened? I wish you would share with the class. Yes. If you said no, I was going to be super pumped because it going to be <laughs> No, that'll be the podcast. podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs> so we go inside. It's actually a pretty cool <clears throat> setup the way it is. So I mentioned Annabelle earlier. Mm-hmm. 
the actual Annabelle doll, the real Annabelle doll, was because that was based on a real thing, right? Right. That doll, not the one from the movies, the actual Annabelle doll is in this museum. Okay. You watched all the movies. I know you did. Yeah, probably, yeah. I don't know which one it was. I believe it was Annabelle, but one of the movies. There was the rocking chair. Um, you'd have to watch it to know. But the the lady who the the Conjuring movies are based out of off of it was it was a couple I can't think of their names I wish I could I probably should have researched yeah I'll this. find them because I've I've had this discussion with somebody else they're I didn't real, realize that they were a real couple no, they're a real yeah. couple so like when it follows up at the end of those movies those are real stories right yeah they she she recently passed away but before she passed away she actually called Zach Bagans and said listen I want you to have this I believe this is one of the most haunted pieces of um, memorabilia that I have. Because she, she would take stuff back. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine, correct. So Lorraine Warren calls him, and she sends him the rocking chair. So they tell us a story, and I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Y'all are really dramatic. Good job on selling tickets, right? <laughs> when they first put the rocking chair, and, and when you walk through, I'll, t- I'll st- take a step back, through the bedrooms and stuff that they have. Like, there's some, there's hundreds of artifacts in each room, mm-hmm. right? You don't really have enough time to even look at everything before it's time to go on to the next room. You could spend hours and hours in each room. But this room had just that rocking chair. They warned us before we walked in, hey, we will let you all know that when we first brought this rocking chair here, we had to shut this exhibit down. We had some crazy shit going on. Um, Spirits were obviously kind of hovering around. Um, Lots of loud noises and bangs. Zach has just recently, within the last couple weeks, allowed people to enjoy this exhibit. Mm-hmm. We are not forcing you to go in this. You don't have to go in here. If you want to stay outside while everyone else goes in, you're more than welcome to. No harm, no foul, no judgment. Um, so it just goes to show, like, okay, there's something going on. But that whole rocking chair was there is pretty cool. If you watch the Conjuring movies, you'll know exactly which rocking chair I'm talking about. Yeah. So we go through a couple different rooms, look at some shit. <clears throat> Actually, it was really cool. So they claim that one of the most haunted pieces of memorabilia in the world he has in there. So he has in a glass case surrounded like with sage. Outside of the sage is salt. Okay? Yep. <clears throat> in a glass case. I don't remember what the piece was, but he was saying that it's by far the most fucked up piece in his thing. Uh, are you familiar with the rapper... Uh, Post Malone? Uh, I believe I've heard of Post Malone. Have you heard of him? Yeah. (laughs) So on Halloween the previous year, so 2018, he got a hold of Zach and said, dude, I really want to be freaked out on Halloween. (laughs) Fuck with me. Zach's like, man, I don't know if we should do that. Posty, come over. If you want to. (laughs) And this is all on video. They have, this is a whole other room, right? This is the only artifact in the room. He said it's the most haunted, haunted piece in his museum. It, got, it has video of what Post Malone was doing. So it was after hours, after they closed down, Post gets special access. Him and Zach are walking around. And so he tells them that, and Post says, I'm going to touch it. Because like, you can't get through to this, right? Yeah. And so Zach's like, dude, I, you don't want to touch it. But you're Post Malone, so fuck it. So he takes the glass case off. It shows the video. You don't remember what the item is? I, I need to look it up. Like I, I forgot about this until just now when you and I were okay. talking. Um, but it shows... Post goes and he touches this piece of memorabilia and like you could tell something happens to him, right? The months like he, he could feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The months that led on to that, uh, actually, Post brought this up when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't know if you listened to that one or not. Um, he brings this this up. 
he uh, he got in a car wreck not too far after that. Not too long after the car wreck, he got into a like something happened with his airplane where he had to take an emergency landing or they were going to be fucked. Mm-hmm. And some other like crazy shit kept happening post Malone. So then like he had come in, he's like, okay, I'm kind of a jackass. I was taunting this. I wanted to touch the world's most haunted piece of equipment. I'm a fucking idiot. It's apparently called the. Dybbuk box? There you go. There you go. There you go. Widely considered the world's most haunted object. It's a wine cabinet haunted by whatever that word is. D-Y-B-B-U-K. We'll say Dybbuk just because I don't know how to say it otherwise. Uh, The Yiddish word for a malicious spirit and first became famous in 2012 when the furniture refinisher writer Kevin Manis put it up for sale on eBay. In his description, he wrote that he bought the box in a state sale from the grandfather of a Holocaust survivor who first bought it then in Spain uh, after she had finally escaped Nazi-occupied Poland. It had never been opened before, though, because it was haunted by a Dybbuk. It was crazy. And then he opened it, and some odd stuff was in there. You want to hear what's in there, or you want to go ahead? No, Absolutely. Okay, uh, so Manus um, decided he was going to open the box. He found two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair bound with a cord. That's not creepy. A lock of black and brown hair bound with a cord, a small statue engraved with a Hebrew word shalom, a small golden wine goblet, one dried rosebud, a single candle holder with octopus-shaped legs. (laughs) Okay. Uh, <coughs> looks like uh, <laughs> a movie came out based on uh, on its haunt. Okay, same year the box went up on eBay. The Possession, a horror movie based on its haunted tales, came mm-hmm. out. Manis sold it and passed it through a few brave hands before it la- the last person to touch it uh, thought better of putting it back on eBay. He consulted with rabbis on how to seal it for good. Uh, Here's a list of things its previous owners who had yet to seal the box experienced. A series of horrific recurring nightmares involving an old hag, a stroke, uh, strange smells, anything from cat urine to jasmine flowers. Their hair fell out. Light bulbs would routinely burn out. They'd break out in hives, cough up blood, and be covered in welts from head to toe. Jesus Christ. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and then there's the part about Post. uh, His Mm -hmm. private plane was... Supposed to make an emergency land, emergency landing. Yep. Three armed robbers targeted a home in San oh, Fernando yeah, that, that was believed to be his. And his Rolls Royce was involved in a serious car accident. See? This was all after he... he Zach's like, dude, I'm telling you, man. Fuck you. You better sign this fucking waiver. That's got nothing to do with me. Keep in mind, you had to sign a waiver to get into this uh, museum. Though. Just to get in? Mm-hmm. So, we go to that room. Then there's like another room. So then we go to where this story begins, okay? Um, the, the tour guide tells us again. She says, now the, what we're about to go into has messed with Zach more than any other story, any other artifact, any other thing that he's ever done. I don't know. I'm going to guess Zach's in his mid to late 40s. He's been doing this for a long time. He's seen the most fucked up of the most fucked up, okay? You know very well who he is. You started telling me to watch his shit, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and what was my reaction? Well, when you that's said, what I was saying. I was saving it until yeah. we got to this. But yeah. the first time I told you about seeing this, yes. you blew me off. I was like, you're okay. <laughs> I was making fun of you. I'll never, yeah. That was a long time ago. It was too. on top of a roof at UMC. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you about the things going on at the Goldfield Hotel. And you wanted no part of it. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> so it was another one that said, hey, listen. This exhibit is an exhibit by itself. There's not artifacts in this room. Y'all can go in or you can stay outside. Okay? Then we're done. Multiple people stayed outside of this room. Um, I'm still thinking, okay, y'all are fucking stupid. So we go in and then we watch a video on the TV. You walk in, it's a pitch black room. Um, A TV's there, but there's no artifacts or anything. It's like half the size of a bedroom. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So they play, the, the, the host talks a little bit about it, then they play a video um, about how this place that they're about to show us something from was said to be one of the most haunted places in the world, okay? Um, so whenever Zach and his crew for the TV show went to go film, uh, a lot of his crew, which he's had this crew for years and years and years, they've seen just as much fucked up stuff as he has, yeah. right? Um, a lot of them started falling ill while they were filming. Some of them to the point where they called Zach and like, dude, I'm done. We've had a good run. I'm sorry. I can't finish this show. Uh, I'm leaving. I'm out. Done. He had to get new cameramen during the middle of filming this. Yeah. When he was done filming, he, uh, like it interviewed him on this video was saying that I think he would like he got sick for like 10 days where he could not get out of bed. Healthy dude, he's a fit dude, like he doesn't look like yeah, someone who's just going to yeah. yeah. And he he didn't he couldn't explain it. He had these nightmares of like demons or spirits attacking him and he just couldn't quite put his finger on it. Okay? And this is a dude that's seen the worst of the worst and he knows how to kind of get away from the shit. So they play that video then they remind us, you know, okay, we're about to show you something. Um once again, if you want to leave, now's the time to leave. No one leaves then. So, like, it's a pitchback room, black room, like I said. Well, then they release um, three or four pieces of plywood. Um, you'll have to kind of Google pictures for it to make sense for the listener. But then what you see behind this wood is a staircase, okay? Looks like it kind of goes up, has a little platform, then you can go up at a different angle. Okay. Below the staircase was lots of dirt with random artifacts in it. I believe there was a pair of women's panties. I believe there was, like, kids' toys. Um, but all this is directly under the staircase, okay? Okay, under okay at the landing of the bottom of the staircase or actually underneath the stairwell itself? Underneath the stairwell of itself. Okay. So, like, you go to the landing, then you walk around. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So, underneath the first landing exactly. and between yep. floors there. I yep. got you. That's good. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, what I assume there is, because if this is really that fucked up and they don't want to, you got to have a barrier between me and said dirt and artifacts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a very short guy, okay? So, I have to stand on my tippy toes. I wish that they would have made the part where you can see a little bit shorter. But I go to lean my head on the plexiglass that's there to, that's going to separate the crowd from the art, the artifact. Mm-hmm. And when I lean my head forward, I realize real quick there's no plexiglass. Okay, So it's like <laughs> like I lean here and I fall forward. Did you 
Did you think uh, there was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't, and to this day, I don't understand why there wouldn't have been. Like, why would you have this wide open instead of blocking off with plexiglass? I still don't understand why they don't. Okay. But, like, ah. Uh, here's, here's what I think about that. Okay. Upon, okay, so there's other elements involved with that mm-hmm. as far as your sensories, your sensory perception goes, other than just looking at it, right? Yeah. So if there's plexiglass there, you're not getting, you know how if you walk into a room that's empty, mm-hmm. especially one that's empty and dark, yeah, it's almost got a hum to it. Yep. Or if you make that, make the corner of the threshold, yeah. there might be a smell in there that's different than what you're getting <laughs> in the hallway. Okay. So that's going to block everything. I'm only seeing. Yeah. Like you, to I me, that visual, that's what I don't that, have. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're, no you're trying to no add as much, yeah, as much sensory, sensory, <coughs> uh, overload. Yeah, activation as you can okay. get there. Actually, that makes perfect sense. In the, okay, now I'm more with on why they would do that. So my head goes to lean on this plexiglass and I fall forward. Huge pit in my stomach. Like, I Instantly. Can't, I can't describe the feeling that came over me. Okay, I explained this story to my older brother and I said that. And he, he had a point that may not have been a horrible point. Like, clearly what happened when you leaned, your, you were just scared because you thought you were about to stop yourself. And you went forward. Like, Ugh! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, am I about to fall? I'm not saying that that's not entirely true. But something else happened. Okay? I, just something didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything of it. We go. We party that night. We're in Vegas the next day. Well, they actually made a documentary. It no longer was going to be a part of the show because this thing was so fucked up whenever Zach Bagans got there. That's called Demon House. Okay? <laughs> Demon House is on... Amazon Prime. It's an hour and a half long docu where he goes into detail about this place. I'm keep in mind when I tell you they claim this is the most haunted place in the world. Okay. Have you watched it? Funny you should ask. <laughs> well, finish your story, then we'll go back to that. Yeah. So they 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 claim that uh, it was a portal to hell. So when he went to go. Check this place out. Like I said, he fell sick. A lot of his uh, staff started dropping like flies. They demolished this house. Actually, Zach bought the house sight unseen because no yeah. one would get anywhere near it. Um, anyways, he does a show. Well, they but before he left, he kept the dirt. He kept the artifacts that I described, and he kept the actual stairwell. Put them in his place, then demolished it. Right. Uh, but he made a documentary about it called Demon House. So we get home on a Sunday night. Go to bed. Too tired from Vegas. Monday night, Cassandra and I are like, hey, I forgot all about this. This was a couple nights ago. There's nothing on TV. Let's go ahead and watch the documentary <laughs> Demon House, right? We saw the stairwell. We heard a little bit of the story, but let's delve into this. Yeah. Okay? We watched, I'm going to say, roughly 15, maybe 20 minutes of the documentary and stopped it. Not because anything was going on, not because... Well, that's what I was going to say, if you didn't get very far. I didn't get far at all. Like, they kind of introduced the, it, right? Yeah, the fucked up stuff doesn't happen until the very end. And it, it's not actually while anything <coughs> goes on while he's in the house. See, I don't, I don't even know that much of it. <laughs> Have you not finished it? No. We, we, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we go to bed that night because we were tired. We were coming off of Vegas, right? Uh, like I said, we just got introductory to what Demon House was. They had interviewed a few people that wanted their faces blurred that I think he found like in an apartment complex or something. Uh, nothing creepy had happened. Yeah, the ones that used to live there, yes. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. And they did not want no, anything. No, they didn't want any part of it. Don't nope. fucking talk to us, right? Uh, 
kids crawling up on the walls. And okay, we go to bed that night. Um, about I'm gonna say three three thirty a.m. Not surprising. Uh, yeah. So we, I don't remember. I woke up and I was frozen. Okay. I, I swear to God, I'm holding Cassandra. My left arm is over her. We're cuddling at night, as we do sometimes. My body won't move. Like, I, it's stiff as a board, and it was probably the most curious feeling that I've ever felt in my life, okay? Cassandra wakes up at the exact same time, okay? And she starts, I think she was having a nightmare or something. I can't quite remember, but something was going on with her as well. Uh... I just said, babe, you'll be okay. I did not tell her that I couldn't move my body because I was fucking terrified. But, I, like, I'm the man of the house. Like, I can't Yeah. I can't tell her this, right? You can't say, babe, yeah. go find the bad guy. I can't I'm move. Frozen. You go get him. So the next morning, I jokingly text her. I'm like, so what's up with these demons in our house? <laughs> and she's like, I know, right? Well, I still kind of think we're being silly. We're still, she does not. We're still downplaying it, yeah. but but we aren't. Night number two comes along, about 3.30 in the morning. I wake up to a nightmare. And in this nightmare, like, I wish I could draw this. If I had any sort of artistic ability, I think I could turn this into a a cool drawing. What I saw was an outline. Okay, this is in my dream. An outline of something black that I... Like, if I described it, it had horns coming up off of either side. Mm-hmm. Not this way, but this way. Outward. Yep. yep. With red eyes is the only thing I could make out. Okay. This thing had me in a chokehold. This was the most real dream I may have ever had in my life. And I remember trying to pull his arm. Like, if you were in a chokehold, what's the first thing you're going to do? Like, pull the arm down so you can yep. breathe. For dear life, and I couldn't fucking get this thing off of me. I'm screaming, screaming, screaming. So Cassandra wakes me up because she knows something's going on. She's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, nothing, bad drink, bad drink. Don't worry about it. Nothing's happening. But it was exactly at 3.30. Again, not coincidence. No. So I start thinking about it because I can't go to sleep now. Like, I'm fucking done. There's, like, I'm just begging for sunlight to come. Yeah. <laughs> this at the time, our daughter, who was two at the time, was sleeping in our bedroom. Okay. Exact same time that this dream's going on, Cassandra wakes me up. Cassandra, or excuse me, Rainsley moans and groans. She's in her bedroom. I was keeping my mom's dog, Fenway, at the time. Fenway starts barking and can't sit still. This dog sleeps like crazy. She's old, okay? Mm-hmm. And I remember Riley immediately, I'm not making it at the exact same time, came into the room and said he couldn't sleep. I am thoroughly convinced that there's no way impossible that Reagan was awake at this time. I mean, asleep at this time. I don't know, but like, I just believe that something happened to where Reagan woke up at that same time that night. I didn't think about it until a couple of days later. I'm like, holy shit, like, clearly. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so what I do next is I text a friend of mine, Mr. Mark Youngblood, and I say, dude, I don't know what's happening. Last couple nights, this, and so I kind of give you the rundown of the story. Mm-hmm. And I text you, and you, oh, and this was your response. So I didn't tell you anything. <laughs> Time wise, you said what? <clears throat> excuse me. What time is this happening? <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, I remember. I said about three, three thirty every night for like the last three or four nights. Something's been going on to where we're waking up and like eerie feelings, right? Mm-hmm. I can't can't put into words what we're feeling, but there's something, and we're both Cassandra and I are both feeling it. So I tell you the time, and your response was the most fucked up response that could have possibly happened. <laughs> 
You said... I did not instill confidence, did I? Do you remember what you said? I don't, no. You gave me one word. Fuck. Yikes. <laughs> you said yikes. Conversation was done. Some help I was. I'm reaching out to you as a male. And I'm like, I really need your help. I feel like I feel like you can help me with this. And you just said yikes. So a couple hours go by and I text you. I'm like, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you can't stop at the text yikes. Yeah, I didn't know how to follow up because <coughs> mostly because I didn't know how seriously you were taking this. about to take because sure. I I knew your background. Right. That, okay. Okay. So I yeah I could have let off with like, well, <laughs> Listen, man. yeah. Well, 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 okay. So let me ask because I didn't know this and had to Google it after yikes and no response. Why would you ask me what time is this? And when I give you the time, why was the response yikes? All right. So in the the realm of paranormal uh, i don't know how you want to label the whole thing but i'll just use that to encompass everything three o'clock well somewhere between between 2 a.m and and four ish a.m mm-hmm. is considered the witching hour right which is when things like this are the most they, right, they, yeah they happen the most frequently and i'm right fucking smack dab in the middle you put yeah. an average of two to four <laughs> that's time is three okay so Every night we're feeling something to the point where, like, I'm not joking you, Cassandra, and I, I swear as God is my witness, we started looking up how much money we could get to sell our house. We honestly thought about moving. We have to get out. But then we kind of took some deep breaths and said, it's, whatever it is is attached to one of us. Well, the, uh, So if I move. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, so, all right, this is where Mark's useless information comes in, right? So mm. I've watched enough Ghost Adventures uh, all these other paranormal-oriented mm. things mm-hmm. to know that you can't get away. You can't. Mo- it's not s- right. site-specific. It's it's individual-specific. So exactly. knowing that you had accidentally uh, sort of entered some space that you shouldn't have, the likelihood that something then attached to you specifically is now exactly very infinitely very, more <laughs> yeah. likely than something just being haunted here in the house well like my first thought was and this is sound crazy like hey this is a new house but like i wonder if like maybe like somebody was murdered and their body was buried where our house is built at some point okay could happen i don't think so the other story is more likely that (laughs) first far-fetched as it is yes it's probably more likely (laughs) taunting right right i'm taunting and here's what i think happened whenever i was taunting like it grabs something's attention right but Mm. not really but whenever my head goes through Demon House, faux window that shouldn't, this should be there. That's not right at the thing. Something I think attached. I honestly got to think something attached to me. Spirit, demon. I don't care what you want to call it. It doesn't matter. There's a thousand names for what's in the name of a rose or whatever Shakespeare says. It's all the fucking same, right? And I still don't think that that's what the problem was. Okay. Because nothing happened that night. Nothing happened Sunday night. It all started Monday after we turned on the documentary. So what I felt like happened was whatever kind of attached to me is pissed off because I'm now taunting it by watching a documentary that some fucking guy has made to make money off of, right? Yeah. So you're already making money off of me, me the the spirit, <clears throat> By paying money to get into the museum. 
and now you're going to come home to your fucking place of zen where you should be protected at all times and you're going to turn on the show to taunt me by watching a fucking documentary about me, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm convinced happened. It's like, well, fuck you then. You want to play games? I'm here to fucking play. Is exactly what happened to me, okay? Yeah, your, your disbelief then times, you know, three or four at that point. Yep. Uh, maybe just flip the switch for oh, this is whatever this was. You want to watch was. a documentary? You want to be scared? You want to be nervous? Fuck you then. I'll Let's go. You. Yeah. Let's go. You, don't, you want to not believe? Watch. Yeah. So Reagan was playing softball at the time, and I remember we were in um, leveling at a softball tournament. This has been going on for about seven or eight days now. I stopped by the Walmart in Leveland on the way home, and I went to go, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, to go buy the Jesus candles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the tall, skinny ones, got Mary, Joseph, Scripture on there. The whole gang. I'm not uh, Catholic at all. And I w- we were willing to try So we lit three or four of those at night just to give us like some sort of like help us out. Um, we went and got a rosary. Because we had done some research, if you put the rosary on your bed, that can help. So that actually, to this day, the rosary is still on our bed. It kind of helped, like we got a little bit of sleep, mm-hmm. but not the world's best. Okay. Next night was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I will never get this image out of my head. And I'm going to set you up, and then we're going to have a good laugh. Okay. okay. <laughs> About three o'clock a.m. We wake up, <coughs> and it's hot in our house. I don't know what it is. Normally, I, all these times, and I should probably add, air conditioner kicks on, freezing fucking cold in our house at about 3 a.m. for the last, I don't know, 7 to 10 days that this has been going on. Yeah. Keep in mind, we, we have not slept. Like We're absolutely terrified. Laugh, don't laugh, it doesn't matter. Keep in mind, y'all's near and dear friend Landry, who's done this podcast, and wife Cassandra are fucking terrified at this point, right? It's terrifying. We can't sleep. We're freezing cold. <clears throat> so one night, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it got brought up. I, I mean, we must have told Reagan the night before that we were a little. I don't know what the situation. But Reagan has like a, a little fan that you can plug into her wall. Has a little clippy, like a little personalized little fan. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what brought it up and what possessed her to do this. I shouldn't use it. What what made her want to do this? Okay. But she, I, oh my God, like just thinking about this is making me a little nervous. I like to sleep on my right side facing this direction, okay? Cassandra sleeps that way, so like if we were spooning, we're both on our right arm. Gotcha. Okay? I wake up about four in the morning to Reagan like crouching down. We have like an, I think you call it an arm war, if I'm not mistaken, where Cassandra keeps her jewelry. It's like a stand-up thing. Yeah. So Reagan's crouched beside that at about four in the morning. Okay. You've seen all of these movies where like children get possessed. Let me just add, in these situations, who do these things attack most, right? The most vulnerable. The most vulnerable. Yeah. Can we agree that a teenage daughter is pretty fucking vulnerable? Yeah. Crouch down and like I remember waking up, and this is not a dream, and I'm trying to scream as loud as I can. Okay, because I am thoroughly convinced that Reagan is possessed at this point. Sounds can't come out. 
and I remember the voice that came out was like, I'll never forget this voice that came out of my head as long as I'm alive, because it's like a deep, like weird voice, and it was like, I'm going to try to do the voice, it'll never make go, Regan! Like, I can't, it wasn't my voice, okay? It sounded more like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this weird. This gives you power like over it was, me? <laughs> it's coming from the back of my throat, Regan! What are you doing? Cassandra's staring at her, too, okay? And she goes like this. And she looked, and I just remember thinking, like, holy quick, shit. Quick like, head jerk there. Yes, quick. Oh, you mean y'all can't see me? <laughs> she Quick head jerk. She's crouched down, and she looks at us, and I'm thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, we're, we're officially fucking in it. Like, this is, like, not going to be pretty, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally got, what are you doing? And sweet little old Reagan's, I'm plugging in this fan. I know mom said that she was getting hot. Oh, shit. <laughs> I tried to plug in this fan to cool my mom without breaking you, without waking y'all up. And I've never been more mad at you. <laughs> For her trying to perform this selfless act. <laughs> she wakes up at 3.34 in the morning and decides my mother's hot and I'm going to go cool her off. That, honest to God, I am 34 years old. That is... That one moment was the scariest thing I've ever fucking seen. Like, it's hard for me to talk about because that, like, her looking at was fucking terrible. And I remember trying to get these words out, and I just, like, I remember my voice not not being my voice, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally, um, we live on 110th and Frankfurt, so right down the street is a huge uh, Catholic church. Yep. And I called a priest. I was like, wait, I've got to get my my house blessed. I'm, I'm reaching to do anything I can at this point because this is no longer a joke. Like, this isn't funny. We are both terrified. My wife is fucking... I can't describe you as curious. She's it's been going on for, I think, 14 days now. And I call this older gentleman who's, a, I believe, a deacon um, at the church. And I explain to him what's going on. And he said, listen, man, I'm leaving for San Antonio first thing in the morning. I got family there. I'm going to go see my kids and my grandkids. This is not something we need to mess around with. Can you be up at 5.30 tomorrow morning? I had to work that day. I said, absolutely, we'll be up. He said, I have to come see you before I leave. I don't like what where this is heading. Okay? So he comes over. He he had holy water. He he blessed the entire house. Um, you've met Fenway. You, remember, you know the dog yep. Fenway, right? Sweetest little dog. Okay? The shortest-legged boxer in the, in the history of boxers. Right? Yeah. So he, because you know, he blessed all the houses. He blessed our rooms. He gave us uh, like a cross with Jesus on it. I don't know if there's a name for that specific type of cross. If there is, I apologize for not knowing that. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? A crucifix. Thank you, crucifix. He also gave us inside of that. It's a bamboo cross. I don't remember the significance of a cross made out of bamboo, but there was something going on with that. Okay. Yeah. Said a prayer for us, and then he said, "Do you have any?" animals and like all of a sudden Richard, well yeah i do and she's been waking up every single night at this time this dog does not wake up to go potty and i feel like every time that something's happening fenway has to get up and go outside mm-hmm. like looking back like she knows something's going on it's like i gotta get the fuck outside because inside is not a place for me to be and he said believe it or not he said dogs are a lot of times more vulnerable or pets in general more more vulnerable than children are Hmm, okay. Easily attached to. Okay. Okay. Have you ever seen Fenway growl or bark? No. I go outside and she sees this priest. He had like the black, the black button up with the little white thing on the collar. Yep. She sees him. She goes fucking crazy. 
snarling at him, snow showing her teeth, would not get anywhere near him. Which that, uh, as our crazy as it sounds, tells me that something was really going on. Yeah. I mean, and anybody who knows that dog, that I've never heard that dog bark. Yeah. I had to hold her still so he could start throwing some holy water on her. And he does the, like, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit cross and says a blessing over the dog. But at that moment, I'm like, okay, I know for something's legit now because this dog does not growl. And she sees something of what would be the opposite of the demon, the spirit, whatever realm you want to go. Yeah. He's holding the cross. He's, 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 he's the opposite of this demon. And she's not fucking having it. Whatever it was clearly attached to the dog, too. Hmm. Crazy shit. I didn't know that part of the story. I forgot about it until until I'm telling the story. Because <laughs> you have it all locked away. Yeah. You repressed it. Well, I'm not supposed to talk about it in this house. He calls us back about three days later and says, Has anything gotten better? I'm back in San Anto- from San Antonio. What's going on? And I said, Sir, I'm going to be honest. Like, we're sleeping a little bit better. Like, I've noticed something. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not super comfortable in my house anymore. So he came back for round two. Fenway didn't growl at him, didn't bark at him. I'm like, all right, we're somewhere. He, we did a communion with him. He even gave us a communion cracker. He said, I want you to leave this on your dresser because spirits see that and they can't stand it. Okay. If it's the opposite of what they are, so evil, so the opposite of evil is good, right? Mm-hmm. The crucifix, the rosary. Mm-hmm. Now we have a bottle of holy water sitting there. And we have the communion wafer sitting there. He's like, they can't stand this shit. If you get enough of this stuff around, this is gonna leave because it cannot. Like it just it's like too much. It's too much for them. Yeah. Right. We gotta we gotta play in their end. Um. I'll never forget though, because we still hadn't talked to anybody about this. Like you were probably the only person that knew about what was going on. Maybe six forty five seven in the morning because he came early once again before I had to go to to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Reagan walks out into the, I'll never forget this, into the living room. He's got his Bible. He's saying a prayer. So you look up and Reagan just walks out. She doesn't even know what's going on. So she just sees a guy, (laughs) old guy, (laughs) like doing like blessing and whatever they do. And she just stepped out and goes, oh, and walked back. Oh my, if I could have got that on video, I could have made some money on it. Just seeing her reaction was the funniest fucking thing in the world. So we, we spend probably 14 to 16 days dealing with this. And I'm, I'm talking every night. We've, we've, we've exhausted all, um, what's the word? Exhausted all ideas. I don't know what the word I'm for. Right? Things finally slow down. They finally get some sleep. I, I, I think what whatever it was, I'm totally convinced was just saying, listen, motherfucker, I'm going to tell you something. Don't question me. Don't question us, whatever us is, whatever we are. There is shit out there. Like You can call it angels versus demons, right? Mm-hmm. You can call it ghosts. I, I, I don't like the word ghosts because I feel like that creates a lot of just dumbass remarks and, and kind of what I was doing, right? Yeah. But most people will agree that demons exist. I've met very few people that don't agree with that. And if you don't agree that a demon exists, you can't agree that bad juju, bad spirits. I like, personally, when I describe this, I use the word spirit. I think that that'll cover everybody's basis and everybody's beliefs, right? Yeah. 
something that may not have been able to pass over, you know, people like un- unfinished business, people roll their eyes at that. I believe it's a real thing. It doesn't always have to be bad. You could have unfinished business, someone like wanting to, to, to do good shit, right? Sure. You can call it what you want. It doesn't fucking matter. Whatever you believe is what you believe. But I am telling you right now as a wholehearted believer, like this shit is legit. I was talking to you at work, like during the process of this, thank God, John, my buddy, and then, uh, just the sweetest lady in the world, Elena. I was able to talk to both of them, kind of open up, and both of them were like, dude, I can tell by the look in your eyes, you're not fucking with me. Mm-hmm. And I always started off the story as, if you were telling me what I'm about to tell you, I'm going to tell you that you're <laughs> fucking stupid, and I'm going to make fun of you, so I'm going to warn you of that before I tell you what I'm saying. Yeah. So the fact that if you told me this, I'm going to make fun of you, and I'm going to tell you anyways, I just want you to listen to what I have to say. So, really, since all of it kind of died down, it's never really got brought up in the house. We've talked about it outside of the house that we're not allowed to ever talk about it in the house. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for us, we love scary movies. Um, I love more of the evil spirit type movies of The Conjuring, of um, trying to think of some other ones, but you know, Annabelle, which is kind of a part of that. Those movies get me going. Like, yeah. I fucking love that. Um, but even like uh, the one with Liv Tyler, that's maybe one of the freakiest movies I've ever seen. Um, oh, you, where they break into her house, where she just breaks up with her boyfriend, and it's it's a true story. But these people who break into the house and fuck with them before they wind up murdering them. Oh, I know you know what that is. They're talking about making a second one. It's one of the most popular scary movies. Is that the cabin in no, the woods? That, that's hush, and that's scary as fuck. <laughs> she's deaf. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I think that's right. I don't yeah. I don't know the Luke Tyler one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. I just don't recall it. But, like, we love watching those movies. Those movies are fun to watch. Since that happened, we have never watched a quote-unquote scary movie since. And I don't know that we ever will. And it's heartbreaking. Um, But we don't want to, like, even fuck with the, the Strangers. If oh, okay. you haven't right. seen The Strangers, I'm telling you, watch that fucking movie. Make sure you don't watch it alone. Find your spouse and cuddle up, because those people are <laughs> creepy as fuck. And it's a true story. Yeah, where the the reason I thought Cabin in the Woods is they're at a like a rental property. Yeah, right? they're at they, a they, they don't property. live there. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like an Airbnb type idea. Yeah, and these <laughs> strangers, oddly enough, show up. and yeah, yeah. Man, that's yeah. good marketing. Yeah. Uh, show up and basically break into the house and fuck with them yeah till they murder them brutally yeah um I talk about making a second one of that uh but those movies are fun to watch right okay why do you think people like scary movies i'll tell you why i think i'll tell you why i like them okay but you tell me why you think people like scary movies i think i mean for one it's it's fun to be scary it's like a human emotion like to be scared um babies like to be scared it's called the star reflex and it's a real thing um, I think people want. I think people want to believe in that without admitting that they believe in it. And the way to admit that it's that I do believe in this without everybody making fun of me is if I go to the Alamo Draft House and watch that, and I'm on edge and I'm scared. <laughs> Everybody's feeling that same emotion, but I don't have to tell you a story like I just told you and get made fun of. Yeah, it exercises that primal, <laughs> uh, you know, primitive 
little streak of fear that reminds you that you're human and that you're vulnerable. Absolutely. And you can exercise it in this manner, mm-hmm. you know, in your living room, in the movie theater, yep. without having real peril. To have to actually experience yeah. this stuff. You told me about a movie <laughs> called uh, Paranormal Activity. Yes. You're like, dude, check this movie out. It's fucking crazy. One of the scariest shit ever. <laughs> and I remember watching that, and I just remember the whole time rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Charlie didn't like it either. See, to me, we've talked. I talked about this on that uh, scary movie mm-hmm. episode of my podcast. The, sc- the scary movies, what makes them scary are the things you can't see and identify. Yep. So, Paranormal Activity. Yep. Blair Witch Project. You can't look at something and recognize it as a threat. It's just There's the, the things happening to you and you're having to react <coughs> without having all of the information. Which is kind of exactly what we were dealing with. We, we felt something in this in this house, right? Mm-hmm. Something was going on. I didn't feel right. She didn't. And we felt the same thing, which is crazy. Like, if I'm going crazy, then she would have just slept through it. We're waking up at the exact same time. The, just this odd feeling of helplessness. Um, it's like you watch one of the better movies I think I've ever seen and we'll talk suspenseful not really scary because of that but it's called Don't Breathe um, where the kids are in Detroit on an empty block but there's one guy that's allegedly living on a million dollars and they want to break into his house and he's, it'd be easy because oh, he's yes, blind, the, right? the blind guy, yep. I'll never remember or forget watching that movie and being terrified from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, that guy was bad news. He was. <laughs> but like that one, like you know what you're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you see this guy, you know, there's no evil spirits. It's like, holy shit, we've picked with the wrong fucking, there's a reason he's living on a block by himself, right? Yeah. That movie's terrifying, but it's not like a scary movie when I'm talking like this type of, type of shit, right? It's 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 totally changed us. So I will say and out loud to everything. You know, looking up and to whatever's here, <laughs> just in case. I'm a firm believer, right? So if anybody out there, I would love, 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 love to hear your story. Um, I'm a firm believer. You should be too. You want to taunt that shit? Do it on your own terms, man. Like it's it's no fucking joke. And if you could see the uh, reactions that I had as I was telling these stories and stuff, it's scary shit. It's never really got brought up full story up until recently. Um, I just had enough people tell me, like, I really, really want to hear that story. I don't remember what I brought it up with, but Corey texted me a couple of other like, dude, I've got to hear this fucking story, podcast or not, right? Yeah. You saw the fear in my eyes when I told you the story. Yeah. I, and you could tell immediately, like, mm, like something's going I knew, on. I, I knew you just telling me to begin with through text after it started that you really thought something was up. I'm not because gonna, I, I I knew your background and I right. knew you weren't. I'm not prone just going to text you. I think you even, if I'm not mistaken, you you were you talked to Crystal, if I'm not mistaken, about maybe doing a, I don't know what you call it, like bringing some sage, sage and burning. stuff like that. Yeah. And I really wanted to do that because Sandra was like, mm, I don't. She said whatever's being called forward is too much. I don't want to taunt anything. Like I feel like if we do that, we're inviting more bad than good, mm-hmm. right? Which completely understood that that aspect of it. Um, Things settled down. This has been about a year and a half now. April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, exactly a year and a half now. Knock on wood. Well, that was going to be my question to you is, did you have reservations about bringing this up now? I have, and I've had lots of reservations. In fact, I really, like, thought about just saying, hey, dude, 
let me record this on your equipment and we'll still just put it under my transistor so on and so forth and post it but you know i i'm not taunting anymore i i fully firmly believe that what i felt was real i don't think it was ironic maybe like a first night or two you could say that this is ironic but the fact that it went on as long as it did the way that it happened everything that we experienced from the the documentary and the museum and stuff i've got nothing to fuck with like i will never taunt anything like that again like i think sometimes in life and whether that can be in this situation or anything else once you realize something like it's it's fucking there like oh shit like i i prove myself wrong i admit when i'm wrong i'm man enough to admit that i make mistakes and i'm wrong and this was one of them yeah so do you think from uh like just an objective point of view do you think that watching the movie after you came back Mm -hmm. do you think that had sort of some psychosomatic trigger to myself or to to plant the seed and eat in Mm-hmm. Both of your heads. Yeah. I do, but like I said a minute ago, is I never finished, I never got into the scary shit or like the crazy shit. Of the, I don't know what happened in the house to, to make all of this happen. When I was texting Mike, who was the guy who took us to the museum in the first place, he saw the documentary before we went. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I was texting him and telling him about everything I was feeling, he said, holy shit, dude, like that's exactly what Zach was describing was happening to him, and he couldn't put it into words. So it's like, I do think that, but I'm not so sure that it's really what it was because we didn't get enough into it. But I'm sure there was something at the front of my mind that said, hey, Demon House, uh, the portal to hell, the, the uh, my head went through the fucking glass that never existed. There was definitely some psychosomatic shit going on. Yeah, um, I would encourage you if you want to come watch it at my house. Even that's fine. I want uh, to, watch to watch the, the entire thing. So maybe you can see if there's some similarities as to what the the people who were in the house mm-hmm. at varying points in time experienced versus what you experience here in the house. Are there connections? I don't need to know them per se, but um, do you see? There, there's some similarities. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to take you up on that then, but I think it would be wise because I enjoy sleeping next to my wife and I really don't want to go to my mom's house to sleep for a week. I think it'd be wise if I don't watch it in this household. <laughs> that's that's what I offered, yeah. <laughs> we probably will just keep that between us and our 100 listeners. <clears throat> Have you ever experienced anything? I don't need a full-blown story, but... Man, uh, you know, for as much as I like that sort of stuff, and Nothing. it's really kind of contradictory to how I operate anyway because I'm not like a, a religious person well, whatsoever. Well, that's why I say you like you can't you don't have to call it a demon. You can say a spirit like a de- to me a demon and a spirit ghost whatever don't have to be the same thing. Yeah, just in what I know, I would say demons are religiously oriented. Exactly. Cuz they have names and right. and are usually pretty specific in their quest against god right um right i've never experienced i don't have anything to go on personally Uh, like if you've heard charlie tell her story Mm -hmm. that's more alien oriented from her point of view right uh, like nothing like that's ever happened to me because it's 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 cool though that like i can tell you something from someone who's never experienced anything and you're like fuck yeah i believe every goddamn word that's coming out of your mouth i think yeah i think if uh you know, if you're a 
student of things that aren't just hardcore concrete right in front of you. Like if you have some spirituality to you or, you know, if you believe in stuff outside of maybe what we experience in the universe, then right. sure, you have to consider it's a possibility. Agreed. And I always, it's kind of funny, because even whenever I heard stuff is, whether I believe or not, I can't say that, we'll say ghosts, because that's like the biggest one, that the term people use. I can't say that they don't exist. And this was kind of my act, reaction towards it before, but not to this realm. But like, I can't say, I don't know, like, it, just because you've never seen it. I mean, I've never seen a million yeah. dollars, but I know somebody fucking has it somewhere. Right. Right? Yeah. You've seen, uh, it, it's the backwards form of that point, but if you've seen Contact, um, that's about search for alien life. Mm-hmm. They make contact with something somewhere. Right. Um, and they're talking about belief or disbelief in, well, the, originally aliens, but then it turns into God. She right. asked Matthew McConaughey, Jodie Foster asked Matthew McConaughey, do you believe in God? And he says, yes, of course. And she says, well, prove it. How, how do you prove that? Uh, like I was like my eyes. Just, so then he he turns that around. He said, "Well, do you love your mom and dad?" And she said, "Yeah, of course." And he said, "Okay, prove it." <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't disprove. Yeah. And yeah. And emotionalism. Yeah. Okay, I like that. So I will say that that, that that's the story of what goes on. Like there may be more in depth and stuff, but I'm just just gotta go off the top of my pants. But it's it was scary as shit, and it's something that. You all, either what's going to happen, people are going to laugh at me and say you're a fucking idiot, or people are going to, like, reach out to me and, like, dude. I don't know. I think you, like, there's enough to your story, and you tell it with enough. Sincerity? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to call and say you're full of shit about it. Yeah. So, I told you I was going to bring this up. I don't even know if you know what I'm going to talk about, but this was something you, t- <laughs> you told me so many years ago. I haven't forgotten, Okay. Okay. And I hope that this situation happens way, 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 way down the road from now. Okay. You told me once, listen, man, I need you to, if you're, if you go after myself, <laughs> I need you to talk at my funeral. Okay. okay. I, I got you, bro. Like, you know, I'll, I'll tell some fun stories, right? Funeral should be a celebration of life, not the other way around, yeah. which you can contest to. Absolutely. Um, and I need you to say something. Like I got you, bro, and you told me to say this. Per Mark, if I catch any of you out in this audience crying, I'm gonna come back and haunt you. I'm gonna fuck with every single one of you, so you better not cry. P.S. He said, Cassandra, I'm gonna come back and fuck with you either way. <laughs> You, you told me to tell her, if you ever see your lights flickering on and off at night, it's me, buddy. It's me. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I'll but never I, fucking forget that. I'll never forget I that. I believe it now that you say it out loud. And the yeah. best part was, Cassandra, <laughs> I'm coming back either way. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, having, having said that, Touché. I just decided recently that uh, what I'm going to do with my body when I die. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard me talk before that there's a, I don't know if it's associated with the University of Tennessee or not, but mm-hmm. it's called the Tennessee Body Farm, and you basically donate your body to the Body Farm. Okay. 
and for forensic study, mm-hmm. sure. they leave you out in various scenarios outside to yep. just study how your body decomposes. Mm-hmm. Texas State University has recently started a similar program, so I'm going to donate my body to Texas State University's forensic program and waste away and let animals and bugs eat me out in the in the woods. Can this, like, what you say in that be, like, a legitimate, like, this is legitimate what he wants, guys, y'all better be on board? Like, this is in public now? Yeah. There's no argument later on? No. Okay. There's, uh, when I was taking some classes, I, I really need to read them. I actually talked to a good friend of mine, Vicki Gardner, who's telling me she actually read them because she taught some A&P classes. A lot of people assume that when you donate your body to science, you're donating to a cadaver lab, right? Like a they That's the understanding, gross anatomy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's probably what would make you feel better if you want to donate your body to science. Like, you're going to put me in a lab and bomb me, and then you're going to let med students be able to dissect me to learn to be able to uh, save lives down the road. That's a good, warm feeling. It makes you feel good, right? Right. It's not at all what fucking happens. That does can happen, or that can happen. That does can. It does can. You have to be a particular size, though, for like cadaver study right as far as like medical mm-hmm. on on the table so the way it dissection. works is you said that texas state mm-hmm. you said university of tennessee i believe so when you donate your body to science it has to be per united states law given to a university only certain universities can do it right but that doesn't necessarily mean that your body your body goes to texas tech university okay <laughs> so you donate your body texas tech university gets it doesn't mean you're about to be a cadaver for med students, okay? FBI needs bodies, right? How are we going to solve these murders? So there have been plenty of people who have sued and been pissed off and have gotten fucking nowhere because granddad donated his body to science. We thought that people were going to cut him open in a gross anatomy lab. No, you know what they did with granddad's body? They grabbed him. Shoot it full of bullets. Yeah, threw him in a fucking trunk. Blow him up. <laughs> let him sit in this trunk for three weeks because yeah. the FBI is trying to solve a, a murder where he, like, how long did it take for him to decompose like that? Flies, maggots, all that shit attacking granddad's body. Yep. That's a real fucking thing. My next example is going to be exactly what you just said. We set this person up and shoot from different angles to see size bullets. What angle was the killer standing from? So. Mm-hmm. Don't just think that your body being donated to science is to be, like, respected. <laughs> what uh, sparked me to look at that, I, I've known about the body, the Tennessee body farm for a while, but um, I saw an Instagram post. I know where I thought that was going. Uh, I'm pretty sure Steve Rinella had it out, but it's a, a trail cam at Texas State, mm-hmm. like, out in the woods, I guess. And on, on their particular site, they had left a, a body... And a deer has wandered by, and they're picking meat off of the off of the remains. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not the most ironic fucking thing in right? the world, right? So I thought, to I, you specifically, yeah. And I have a weird fascination about maybe end up getting killed by a bear, which I'd be fine with. But oh, I've had this conversation actually with Arturo and Brad on the Would You Rather. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I was yelling so loud. <laughs> I know you were. I already know you were. <laughs> no, not a shark. Damn it, a bear. Uh, yeah, so I thought, well, if I can't do a bear, because a bear is going to have to be a particular set of circumstances, probably yeah. while you know, yeah. I'm still alive and able-bodied, uh, the next best thing would be doing this, especially if I can stay in Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wondered when you said Texas State if that's something to do with it. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And how ironic would it be for you, of all people, to have a deer come and kind of nibble on your body? 
dude, that would be amazing. They call that the circle of right, life. That's karma. Like the the greatest. You know his ancestors are like, <laughs> hell yeah, fucker. You're such a good deer, buddy. Yeah. It's interesting. It's to weird think the about. things that that they figured out. Uh, deer eat. All you know, deer mm-hmm. don't just eat flowers and have long eyelashes and souls I... that go to heaven. They eat baby birds and yeah. like humans. Yeah, you know, apparently, yeah, <laughs> picking rib meat off of dead dudes. I, I thought that part of the reason you were going to say that you thought about that was an episode of Hannibal. You remember that where he had all the human bodies and he was growing the mushrooms? Yeah. That, I thought that's where you were going if, with that. If there was a way to do that... <laughs> that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah, I'd whole already be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already be dead. Oh, I would be a big, a big pile of mycelium <laughs> as we record this podcast. I'll tell you this. If this you is the be- mushroom version of Mark speaking you, right now. You become... Would you take me? I'll go and eat the shit out of you. Yes. I just... I would consume everything. It would six to midnight oh right God, then. Dude, that would be so fucking <laughs> I need the shit out of you, bro. Oh, man. So thanks for listening to uh, coming on. To, I feel like this wouldn't have had the same impact if I was doing this by myself. But Corey, there you go, bud. You asked for this one. I've had a lot of people at work ask for it. If anybody else, like, I know that, like, it seems like it was a long story, but there's so much more that can happen or that can I can delve into with this story. So feel free to reach out to me. If you have any stories, I'd love to hear about them. Post them on Facebook. Message me. I'll be glad to do a part two and hear your stories. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace out.